Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. If you're enjoying Pirate Living Podcasts and all the content we bring to you each week, you can support us and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash pirate living. Other ways you can show your support as well, subscribe and follow Pirate Living Podcast, rate and review our show, and share this podcast with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcast to keep up with the latest episodes, awesome guests, and bonus clips. Pop in and say hi. We love chatting with fellow pirates. You can also reach out to us uh, to learn more about our individual and group coaching programs. And as usual, keep creating good trouble. And now on to today's episode. Welcome to Pirate Living Podcast. We're your hosts, Karan and Kristen. On this podcast, we are highlighting ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are pirates who take small, bold actions daily to create social change. Pirate life is all about rebelling and breaking the rules for good. Creating lasting social change starts by first breaking our inner rules. After all, the hardest rules to break are your own. The pirates we highlight have dedicated themselves to creating good trouble. Today, we're chatting with April Flatten. April is a business and communication coach. She works with companies and communities to get clear on their goals and improve communication. She hosts fun interactive workshops to keep people motivated and overcome the obstacles standing in their way of success. And Karan and I met April in the Enlifted program, where we've all taken a deep dive into the impact that, of the, the words that we use. And... As soon as I hit record, my favorite thing that I forget, April, I've said your last name in my head so many times, but I've never checked. Is that actually how you pronounce your last name? Flatten. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard it said, but I just assumed that's how it was pronounced. That's, yep. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. As soon as I hit record, I'm like, I was supposed to ask. <laughs> All good. <laughs> so April, we're thrilled to be talking with you today. And we'd love for you to tell us the story of your pirate journey that led you to where you are today. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, ladies. Um, I had to think about this and where I wanted to start telling you guys about my <laughs> pirate journey. Um, I'll start uh, at the beginning, at the end of college and the beginning of my career in the fitness industry. I have been in the fitness industry for about 10 years now. Um, and uh, I've got a degree in exercise science, been doing very variety of different things in the fitness industry for the last 10 years, including training, uh, like one-on-one -on -one trainings, um, onboarding for various gyms, coaching classes and gyms, as well as um, like retail shoe um, sales, <laughs> uh, running shoe sales, and then also in a couple of chiropractic offices. So I've got a variety of experiences that I've gained from being in the health and in different positions in the health and fitness industry. And most recently, um, over the last about three years, really since I moved back up to Minnesota after living in California, while my, uh, partner was active duty Navy, um, I've dove in very deeply as y'all know, into the enlifted method and why our words have a huge impact on our daily lives, on our emotions, on how we communicate. And in learning our Enlifted method, I've 
applied and implemented that as much as I can into my fitness coaching um, and have also developed a handful of workshops that I really, really love doing. Um, first workshop that I ever did was, I call it power of words. It's very simple. It's a 10,000 foot view of many of the, um, enlisted methods that we learned. And, uh, then I also do a goal setting workshop. I am, and then I'm in research and development mode for a couple of new, um, workshops and courses that I'm working on. So, um, yeah, I, I realized that there is more to fitness than going into a gym. And I really wanted to, uh, implement that. And so that's what I'm working on now. And that's my journey. (laughs) And so you, you used to have a podcast that would go into like the power of words and like fandom, fandom and fitness. Yeah. And we've had conversations, which Quran also has read and enjoyed Harry Potter. So we've had conversations with how, like what we've learned about our power of the words can be implemented and compared to Harry Potter and creating magic. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love to talk some about that because you've put deep thought into <laughs> Harry Potter and the word magic. Oh goodness. Yes. Well, well, I think first, shouldn't we all declare what houses we're in? Hmm. So we know oh. where we stand. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I'm, I mean, I, I'm a Slytherin. Okay. I'm Ravenclaw. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so we bring in multiple perspective. Yeah. I should this conversation now too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my fr- I got a friend who's in Hufflepuff. That's right. Kayla, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so so your question is about my <laughs> deep I mean, dive into Harry Potter question or statement. Like, I'd lo- I'd love to hear some of like what your thoughts are, and yeah, we can <laughs> we can spin on this because we all know oh, Harry yeah. Potter here. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so Harry Potter and magic and words and well, okay, you know, I I grew up on those books. Um, I similarly, my friend who's a Hufflepuff, Kayla, like reignited when I met her and became besties with her, uh, we reignited our excitement in Harry Potter. And so, um, shortly thereafter, uh, I decided I wanted to try to make a podcast and it, we put out, um, I don't know, eight to 10 episodes in 2020 during the pandemic. It was great. It was a ton of fun. Did it with a couple of, so I did the podcast with two other friends anyway, Um, Some of the conversations we had were that included power of words, mindset, that kind of thing included discussions about Dementors and Patronuses. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dementors, as we know from Harry Potter, are literal soul-sucking beings. Mm -hmm. So the conversation in that podcast was about um, what are the daily Dementors that you run into Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are sucking your soul, draining your energy, how does that show up uh, for you? And then what can your Patronus be in that? And Patronus actually, I believe Patronus means guardian, something like that. Um, and I thought that was really cool. So if you are very, if you're very conscious about Dementors out there, like, I don't know, it could be as small as traffic or, or um, any other stresses that show up big, medium or small um, but you're conscious of them and you can set a Patronus of a mantra or an affirmation that uh, directs your attention, right? Because we know that as we use our words, um, so if you're focused on, oh, traffic is so crappy rather than, um, you know what, 
uh, I'm here in traffic and that's where I'm at now. And I can focus on something else mm -hmm. positive, right? Our words direct our attention. Then that like, that's an example of a Patronus, right? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. We are taking, we're blocking the soul sucking force of the daily stresses and <laughs> with the words that we have in our mind. Um, so that we had one conversation like that. That was fun. We also talked about, um, and I mean, generally, like we talk about spells in the Enlifted Method mm -hmm. and uh, a spell is a, a, a word or combination of words of great influence, which um, I mean, there's, um, so, you know, Harry Potter, like Hogwarts, you learn how to cast spells and there's a lot of um very specific ones and it's it's it is it was interesting to go into um and learn a little bit more about how uh those spells were written and come up came up with like again just the patronus spell um expecto patronum i think has a, a close to a um literal translation of i expect a i expect or i create a, a guardian um so I again I like just words are words are really cool in general and then when you learn how they have an effect on your daily life it's really cool too and then um I the other thing that I I started making connections with as I went through um as I was going through the enlifted method and doing levels one two and three and then thinking about Harry Potter and doing our fandom fit podcast at the same time was like how <laughs> how many similarities there are between Hogwarts classes and the enlifted work that we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Hogwarts classes, transfiguration, uh, transfiguring one thing into another, right? <laughs> Some of the very first work we did in enlifted was taking our Billy stories, our evil inner voices and transfiguring them into much quieter voices or even going into a level two and lifted transfiguring that into a uh a corner man or a positive voice in your head and how to create that so that's i mean that's transfiguration right? mm -hmm. um like you could think you could talk about divination as goal setting mm -hmm. um if you're set if you're setting some goals you're using your words specifically cast a spell a word or combination of words of great influence to tell your own future. Um, those were two that I came up with pretty quickly. I know I had more connections to yeah. what we do. Well, I mean, most of what we do in uh, and lifted is defense against the dark arts. If you really That's think it. about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one too. That was the obvious one that I forgot. Thank you. Karan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, I mean, we could, I could keep, I, um, I couldn't, I think the one that I couldn't figure out was potions. Mm -hmm. I wasn't entirely sure what potions would be in the enlifted method, but anyway, I think um, that's more of the, uh, in-person get togethers with the enlifted yep, crew. <laughs> yep, that would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's community enlifted. Yeah. Um, stuff that we're doing for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's some Harry Potter, um, um, connections that I made with the work that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Creating that, creating magic in real life. We yeah. Yeah, exactly. The fun part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We had a ton of fun with that. Um, I think we also, as my friends and I were recording the podcast, I think we also uh, talked about the mirror of Irised, mm-hmm. book one. Um, I can't remember that conversation, but that yeah, there's a couple of we all talked about. I mean, it was fandom fit. So we, we had a handful of uh, Harry Potter episodes, but we also went into Star Wars and um, um, some Disney movies in The Office and like what other kind of major fandoms are there out there and how can we make connections to the fitness world? Um, and like, for example, we did Aladdin and I, 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 I we, those unfortunately those episodes are no longer up and available (laughs) because uh we you know life happened we all got busy we weren't able to keep going but we had we again we had some you're interested in hearing them I can um I might I I still have the audio I might be able to create some um um little snippets and put Mm -hmm. them up but uh, if you go to uh, at fandom fit podcast on Instagram you can you should be able to hear some of the snippets that we made um but we did one with Aladdin and I mean, Aladdin is a very, uh, I mean, if you just watch the first scene in Aladdin, he's a very active, nimble type athlete, if you will. So we are like, what kind of workouts does Aladdin do? <laughs> <laughs> like, how is he a parkour athlete? Is he a gymnast? Is like what, you know, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are some, those are some adventures, uh, that I went on and that, that was at the beginning of again, again, beginning of 2020, um, pandemic, (laughs) pandemic podcast that we created. Um, and then, yeah, since then it's been, uh, um, presentations, workshops, as many as I can do. Cause it's fun. I love doing, Mm -hmm. um, interactive workshops, as you mentioned in in my intro Mm -hmm. there, Kristen, um, you play games with people, you get them to understand, why it matters how you talk to yourself. I recently did a, um, a a local gym asked me to come in and talk to women about how we speak to ourselves about our bodies and our capabilities. And I was like, yep, yep. I got you on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so we played some real basic language games. Um, and then I transitioned it right into a few goals, do a little bit of goal setting. So, So, yeah, what, take us on a little journey about that workshop like what went on with that um the the mindset of the women and their bodies and yeah can we dig into that one some totally um I uh so the my my friend who owns the gym uh was like I keep hearing women say things like um oh I could never do that or oh I don't I don't like a lot of doubting a lot of (laughs) self-doubting type of uh language um and so she asked me to come in and address that and I was like okay just let me know what regular phrases you're hearing Uh, I imagine um and I mean please chime in both of you for whatever experiences you've had if you'd like to but there's it's when it comes to fitness and gym things like because we're in a gym setting and that's fine and this gym does a really good job of being very welcoming and open and honest about like hey are we the right place 
this for you or we and if not cool thanks for coming in try some other gyms right um so i i like that about this gym and at the same time she the gym owner wanted to address these self-doubting um phrases that kept coming up so um I'm trying to pull up the notes that I <laughs> that I wrote up uh, for this workshop because um, then I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about what I did and how mm. I addressed those things. Um, <laughs> what I what I started off with, I love starting off with like like a bit. Like I started off with a very self doubting, nervous bit that I did I was like okay guys well um I guess we can kind of get started with the workshop like I uh like it's not very this is not going to be very good like these never go very good so I wanted to emphasize some of those phrases and some of those words and Mm. play it up most people caught on (laughs) most people caught on because I had welcomed everybody in and said hi to everybody and then then went into this other character um, but yeah, and plus there's a couple people that I had knew that came and they, uh, they knew me, so they knew I was doing a bit, but it was a ton of fun. So I, I went in, um, and did some real basic single, like one word games. That's where you share a phrase and you change one word and you see how it makes a difference. Um, I will find my um I don't know where my notes are here I'll find them though um but I mean yeah like the the self-doubting voices in our head of like oh I could never do that or Mm -hmm. things like I I have to be in shape I I want to get in better shape before I come into the gym Mm -hmm. or or like they putting these conditions on their goals or or um there's there's a lot of language out there around our fitness that is blocking us from being able to get better at our fitness or whatever that means to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's right here. Anyway, uh, so I, yeah, I wanted to play some games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I prepared for it quite a bit and I also uh, improv a little bit on, on things that I noticed. Um, as people were going through that, as I was taking people through the workshop. Um. I know like my, my fit, fitness story um, while you're looking, yeah, my cool. brother-in-law had a CrossFit gym back when I lived in Michigan and okay. um, Lance was working at a gym too. And I could have gone in and worked out whenever. And for me, I looked at it, everybody, I looked at what was going on and I was like, I need to be more in fit or I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know how to do these moves before I can even start at this place. So all of those thoughts kept me from even wanting to try because I was like, I'm looking at everybody else, seeing where they are now, not thinking about how they all had to start from somewhere and being like, no, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I never started. I never tried (laughs) at his gym. Um, And so, yeah that was one of my stories of that. I, that Mm -hmm. kept me from doing a lot of things for a good chunk of my life. I think a lot of it too, like at my gym, I deal with, I work with mostly like 95% women and a lot of women that have never been at the gym before. And I think a big part of it is not, is the fact that no one's ever taught them (laughs) 
So being willing to be new at something. And I think a lot, oftentimes we're scared to suck at things in front of (laughs) other people (laughs) and we've all, we're new at it. And Mm -hmm. they, like you said, they see people doing like really weird things that you're like, I could never do that. I hear that so often. And I'm like, I'm like, cool, but I am going to teach you what you can do (laughs) that will work up to the time that you are able to do that. Um, and I think that's important is to change, like you said, the language, like I can never do that to, I can do this, Mm -hmm. um, and how they're like building upon each other while you get better and stronger. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I assert that that's one of the biggest, um, roadblocks to get people starting any kind of fitness. First of all, they think that they have to go to a gym to be fit or they have to be in a gym to get better at something. Um, and again, this is something that I'm making an educated guess on based on my experiences. (laughs) And, um, you know, some, some people just are ready to go and they're like, okay, I'm going to go into this gym. This looks fun, fun enough to try and kind of get over that hump. But there's a handful of other people who, um, for whatever reason have, again, and those reasons are things to understand more about, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, but that's one of the biggest roadblocks to starting any kind of fitness thing is like, I don't know what to do. I don't think I can do that. Starting like thinking they need some kind of like big step to take to start getting fit or like looking at what people are doing in CrossFit gyms or any big gym and saying, oh, I could, I never do that thing. Right. And so, and, and the good CrossFit gyms out there, the, well, the good, any gyms out there, right. Are going to say, Hey, listen, we are here for you and we will help you find the best way to get started on your fitness. There's always going to be an option for you to come in and do whatever works best for you. Just like you were saying. Um, so I, so speaking, going right into the rebellion that I want to start, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I, I, I perceive, I imagine, I see that there's, that this barrier to entry can be, um, minimized by knowing more specifically about what health and fitness means to the individual, right? Because we've got so many different messages out there saying, this is what fitness is. CrossFit is the best fitness. Zumba is the best fitness. All these supplement companies telling you what fitness is and like your muscle health and muscle magazine and stuff telling you all of these things are fitness. And you're like, then it's just like drinking out of a fire hose of, but how am I ever supposed to achieve that if I've got all these messages coming in? Um, so instead of, and it's, and it's, gosh, I can imagine how tough it is. Um, but taking the time to say, what does health and fitness mean to me? What's my definition of health? What's my definition of fitness? Why is that important to me? That's your framework. And then from there, you're like, okay, what tools do I need to achieve what health means to me? I call it my health toolbox idea, (laughs) right? 
your, the box is your definition of health and fitness and why that's important to you. The tools can be so many different things. It could be going for a walk. Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. I think it's super underestimated the simplest things to do for your health. Mm-hmm. Go for a walk. Walking is great. Who Like, do y'all go for walks? Mm-hmm. Walking is every day. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. I forget how great walking is. Um, <laughs> but again, you don't need to go. Gyms are, you don't need a gym. You just mm-hmm. don't. Like you can be healthy and fit without a gym Mm -hmm. and gyms are great tools that you can use, especially if you find one that you, you like the vibe, great coaches, great community. Like that's, that's, it can be a tool that you can use. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, and there's great, guess what? There are other tools as well. Right. Um, so the whole point of this is, is like, what, what is my definition of health and fitness Mm. and how can I gather the tools I need for that? And then it becomes this, the other thing I want to emphasize too, is that your definition of health and fitness may change across your lifetime, across your season Mm. of life. So how, how do you then reevaluate it to, to update your toolbox? Cause that's something that you're going to be shifting and changing as your, as the things that you value change as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's um, like Jim's part of my hang up too, was like, cause Lance got a, got us a regular gym membership at one point in time. And part of my hang up was like, okay, as long as he's teaching me, I'm okay with mm-hmm. the learning, but going into a gym wasn't as much my fear of what other women might think of me being able to do something It was looking like I had no idea what I was doing in front of other in front of men like Mm. I didn't didn't want to go in and feel like how be watched or feel like somebody needed to tell me what to do or roll their eyes or whatever yeah and um so for me I had a, a hard time with going into a gym and then eventually Eventually we had a home gym, tried some stuff there, um, did yoga, learned that walking is actually my favorite form of exercise and it does a lot for you, but yeah. And then recently, like I've tried things like doing dance, but, um, recently Lance and I together took up going to a climbing gym, which has been my favorite form of movement because it's using all my body and it's getting me to think like there are puzzles on a wall. So I get to work my mental body and my physical body at the same time, because I've got to piece together this puzzle of how do I get from here to there? Um, but yeah, if it's only been in the last few years that I've even been willing to explore and figure out like what does feel good to me as far as moving my body. And it's not, it's not going into a gym and lifting weights for me. Um, for somebody else it is and great. (laughs) Go do that. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it's, I love walks. Um, I still sometimes do yoga, but climbing is my favorite thing other than going for a walk. Right. Yeah. And for someone to come and I, and you, you got what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, you figure that out, you, um, got, curious and exploratory about your fitness and whatever that means to you. Right. And at the same time, um, so, so 
how like did how did you go about um getting more curious about what you wanted to do for activities like did you uh ask for did you ask Lance for help did you ask friends for help did you just look around for yourself so part of it was um taking that deep dive into personal development to learn that um, I actually had not been asking myself that question. I'd just been going along with what I was told people should do. And I didn't, I wasn't enjoying that. Um, And so, so yeah, one of the things that I knew I wanted to try, cause I had the story of, I can't dance. I'm Dutch. I come from the Midwest. Like our hips don't move. (laughs) Um, so I had, I started off with trying out dance class and, um, learned some through that. And then, then we had COVID. So there were all the gyms shutting down anyway. So dance class was out. I could do dance through YouTube videos, but in person was out. Um, (laughs) And so it became after that, it was, yeah. Like what, what is fun? What do I want to do? I tried roller skate for a while too, because I wanted to learn how to roller skate dance. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, it's um, continues to be like, what feels good? What brings me joy in the movement? Yeah. And I, I sense that there is a shift in the narrative in the fitness industry going from the no pain, no gain, this has to hurt type of mentality. This like, this has to hurt or else you won't get better or improve. Mm -hmm. I sense that there is a, um, shift going from that into more of a, a, a number of different levels of enjoyment right? Or less obligation and more what feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for that. If someone comes to me and is like, I hate running and I'm like, okay. And then I tell them to go train for a 5k. They're not going to like, or trust that I have their best interest in mind. And I ha- again, I, I want to be a voice of advocating for you if someone's telling you to do something that you don't want to do, they don't have your best interests in mind. So the first thing that it'd be very helpful for you to figure out is what do you want to do and what is important to you? And that's, those are very simple principles from Unlifted of like, instead of the, I can't, or I don't, what can and what do mm-hmm. <laughs> you want? Right. Um, and uh, yeah, um, Karan, have you noticed, cause you work with women as well, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I work mostly with women. Uh-huh. Um, I do come from a different, a slightly different approach. I, first of all, I wholly agree that, uh, the, the thing that you like to do the most is the thing that you're going to be consistent with. Yeah. Right. Uh, on the other hand, I do work with a majority of women. I would say in that, like getting close to that perimenopausal postmenopausal years. And there are, things that we need to be doing in order to preserve our health. Mm. So as, so for an example, as estrogen declines, as we enter perimenopause into menopause and postmenopause, estrogen does a lot to keep our bones strong. And, uh, what we don't want, which (laughs) in quotation marks (laughs) is to be that old lady that falls, breaks a hip ends up there. I think it's something crazy, like 40% of, of women that break a hip die within that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, no, you also spend that last year in hospital, mostly in hospital or in, in hospice care. Um, and that's not how I want to go out. 
all negation acknowledged, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, un- understanding with the science behind it that the importance of doing weight training uh, and lifting heavy weights as we get older for our overall health. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I, mo- I work with a lot of women in their 40s and 50s that have never weight trained before. Mm-hmm. And I have the honor and the privilege to teach them. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing how, uh, how their confidence grows when they're like, holy shit, I just did a 95 pound deadlift for five reps. I'm like, yeah, you did. I told you you could do it. And one of the things I often hear is I wish someone had taught me this sooner. Yeah. <clears throat> And so that's why I've done recently, um, you know, a, a, a girls camp with, I did a camp, uh, of 30 teenage girls. Uh, it was, it was one session. They all wanted to be firefighters. So we put them through like a big physical, uh, you know, a 90 minute long workout session. Yeah. Cause I want, I do want women and girls to get excited about fitness in the way that is going to help them so that the last 10 years of their life are spent the way that they want to spend those last 10 years. Right. And so I'm, I'm going to assume based on my own desires (laughs) that the last 10 years, I don't want to be bedridden in in hospice and and, and unable to do anything. Um, So, you know, for me, I'm really passionate about teaching women how to become strong. And this isn't like, you know, cardiovascular health health is important too. But again, like you said, like I hate running. So I'm not running. I I am doing stuff for my cardiovascular health, not because I enjoy it. I do it because I know I need to, that just weight lifting weights faster is not cardio. Um, It's not, it's not. So, I mean, I think it is twofold and, and, you know, we've had conversations on this podcast before about how, um, the fitness industry is broken. And cause I was there with you, Kristen, I'd go to like the global gym and I don't want, like I said, I don't care what the other women around me are like, but like you try and go into like the free weight section where the guys are, and then you just feel completely judged. And like, mm. like, are you using that? I'm like that squat rack? I'm like, okay, no. And so you go into the women's only section, you hang out on the elliptical for 45 minutes because you don't know what else the hell else to do. And you leave and you're like, that wasn't fulfilling. And then you don't go back. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the part that I want to change is teaching yeah women, how to be confident in the gym, how to move. Um, you got me riled up now. And <laughs> even go when we look go. at like, if we look at the language in a CrossFit gym of like, you can do this workout RX or scaled. And that, that just tells people that like, that can't do those movements, uh, that they're lesser than the people that can do this mm-hmm. RX or yeah. the fire breathers or whatever bullshit name you want to call them. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas we don't, like, that's not how we operate at the gym. So right. like everyone is going to do today, their pull yeah. up variation. I don't care if that uh-huh. is a muscle up, if that is ring rolls, if that is pull-ups, everyone's uh-huh. doing their prescribed by a coach pull-up uh-huh. variation so that nobody feels like they're doing something lesser or more than the other person next to them. Because yeah. we're all that just that language, just mm-hmm. it, uh, not just, but it, it evens that playing field with the understanding that everybody's variation is going to be different and that's okay. So there's a lot of like nuances in the fitness industry where industry, where I I firmly believe that like 
most gyms are broken um and i want to help fix that so everyone move yeah. to vancouver yeah. <laughs> and come train with me and it'll yeah. be great it'll yeah. be awesome there there's hope there's hope for sure there like i i've been part of the part of my journey part of my pirate journey whatever um while i lived in california i live i i i we lived there for four-ish years and in that time I was I I was part of probably six different gyms two of which closed mm -hmm. um <laughs> that being said I saw the gambit of how things how how people <laughs> I, I saw a wide variety <laughs> like mm -hmm. there was one small kind of Globo style gym that mm, I was just there for a very short amount of time. Um, there was the very first gym I was at closed because the owner wanted to move on and that's okay. Uh, the other gym that closed, there was too many cooks in the kitchen, uh, <laughs> owners wise and zero communication. So that's why that one closed. Uh, and then another gym was I stayed there. I was there for a while, had a number of good experiences with it, but ultimately didn't want to continue being there because the, I had, there was some clashing in general with uh, uh, coaching and management and ownership. Um, but anyway, uh, so there's this, and, and there were some really good things about a number of those gyms and there are some really uh, mediocre things about a number mm -hmm. of those gyms. So um, I, I feel very, very fortunate now to be at a couple of different gyms, one of which we are having conversations like this one for, mm -hmm. for all genders, for everybody, for, um, whoever wants to come in and be in the gym, we have the language, the thought processes, the support, the coaches who care enough to say, to, to address these things, both mindset wise and also um uh like movement wise as well mm -hmm. um and and similarly there's the other gym that i'm at uh does a pretty good job of it as well and that's a newer gym and there's a lot of potential there so i i am going to bring in a lot of more mindset more um more of the stuff that we're doing at the at the first gym um mm -hmm. because I, my our, our programming director at uh at my five fitness is uh, has told us we have, we have an education meeting and then we have a general operations meeting every month. Um, so we're doing as a team, we're doing education on, um, like general community building and how to talk to people and engage. And then of course we're going over movement things and whatnot as well. So while we do offer CrossFit, yeah, I could absolutely get up on a soapbox about, <laughs> uh, the limitations of CrossFit. Um, that being said, um, while, while we are a gym, a CrossFit gym, we offer a number of different, we're not only a CrossFit gym. We are a gym that offers a number of different classes, which is great. Um, and so to be part of a team at that gym that we are having conversations like this on a regular basis, um, our program director keeps saying that not other gyms, not many other gyms are doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And that feels really good. There is hope and there is still a lot of work to do on it, um, which is why, and Karan, I, 
I, I, I hear you on the, there are things that we as humans and, mm-hmm. and women need to know about how to continue to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And if the goal or the, the values and what health means to you includes not being in, uh, in hospice care for the end of your life, that's an important value that you have. Then once you know that, then you can reach out to people who can help you with that and, mm-hmm. and help you learn what that means. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, there may be some things that initially are less exciting to you, but then you come to value because you know it's going to help you uh, achieve the goal of being active and healthy and strong all the way to the end of your life throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hesitate to say the end of your life because that sounds, <laughs> but like all the way through your life, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll have that value of being strong and you'll know what that means to you. And you'll have all the tools in your toolbox to, yeah. to mm-hmm. create that for yourself. And that tool, again, tools can be coaches, podcasts, resources, um, fr- like community and friend groups that are doing these same things, right? Like there's, there's a lot of, the other thing about the fitness industry is the fitness industry taught to tell you that there's one answer for your problem. Mm-hmm. Then they try to sell you on it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is there's a lot of answers for your problem. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunities for you to get stronger. Mm-hmm. If that's your goal, I want to get stronger. There's tons of ways to do that. Um, so that's, that's what, that's one of the broken parts of the system mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'd like to, like, I, I want to like help people. It's about empowerment when I, when it comes down to it of, of like, I know myself well enough. I know I've, there's work to be done in there on limiting beliefs and asking the right questions of yourself and the people that you want help from like to empower people to know how to ask good questions and know how to navigate those interactions, knowing your own values and mm-hmm. goals. Um, so like that, that's, that's one, one thing that I want to <laughs> uh, advocate more for is mm-hmm. a lot more specific. Cause, because again, uh, you know, a doctor is going to have a certain amount of information for you that can be value valuable. A coach is going to have another set of information that's going to be valuable for you. Like, again, there's so many options and so many ways that you can do it to figure out what works for you. There's, yes, there's going to be some test and retesting, um, trial, not trial and error. I don't like mm-hmm. that. I say test and retest. <laughs> um, but there's going to be some test and retest, um, things that you need to do to figure out and your guiding force is your own personal goals and values with that. And there, um, it sounds like it. I just gently put my elbow on the table and my mic went gong. <laughs> 
Yeah. So we talk a lot about good trouble on this podcast. So what does good trouble mean to you and how are you creating it? Good trouble. Good trouble means to me asking, like questioning things. <laughs> ask <good laughs> questions. Like, like someone, again, in this context that we've been talking about, um, they're like someone trying to tell you that this is the best way to build muscle or gain muscle or get stronger or lose weight or whatever the case is. Um, ask more questions to see if that's exactly right for you uh, as opposed to taking it as gospel. Um, I think the more we ask questions, the more we can discern what, discern between bullshit and good shit. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I try to ask as many questions as I can. And also here's something that I'm in the middle of figuring out with all my question asking is like when to ask good questions. Um, because in some circumstances, it might not be helpful but that's okay. Um, have just enough curiosity to, uh, like keep the question in your head, find the right time to ask it. And then, um, and then, and taking action from there. Cause it, I think the most, I think one of the most important things to get to is taking action. You can set goals all day long. You can do smart goals all day long and not do a lick of work towards them. Like, that's that's one thing that I found very uh, disenchanting about the smart goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know that one, mm-hmm. the, right? Yeah, Specific, I, measurable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that achievable. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, that if that works for you, use it. Great, love it. As long as you get to taking action on it too. One thing that didn't work for me with smart goals was the plan. There's no plan in the smart goals. It's just what is the goal, and that's mm-hmm. it. And so the whatever can get you to take action right if you if all you're doing is asking questions and you don't ever get to taking action mm-hmm. then that's that's too many questions that being said so there's an art to questioning things so that you can get to where you want to go and take action um i yeah i would love to see more people feel more empowered in their own fitness journeys when it comes to asking good questions and Mm. questioning the things that are the, the messages that are are, that are told to us. Like Mm. I have, I mean, it's still out there and certainly, certainly this is a bias of mine. And how do people still think that lifting weights makes you bulky? How do people still think that? Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said it. I mean, I wish. <laughs> right? <I'm> trying. <laughs> exactly. And so this is a a thing that's still out there that is question that. And honestly, if you're coming to me for help in your fitness journey in your uh, team workshop, ask me questions. I might not know all the answers and I can help you find an answer that you can go 
like that can get you on a path to getting the answer right because mm -hmm. i don't know anything i think i think i mean speaking of the broken system of the fitness industry <laughs> people thinking they like experts quote unquote emphasizing this <laughs> thinking they have all of the answers and know all of the answers for a specific problem that you have which it's an answer is it the right answer and that like if we can take more time to ask those questions instead of giving the answers because i i also assert that um you know a lot more like us as individuals or you you as an individual listening to this podcast right now you know more than you think you do what's what's challenging you right now is finding the clarity and the direction to take action like the overthinking of things mm -hmm. um so so that's that's another thing that i want to help people with is just finding enough finding the right amount of clarity to be able to take action towards things towards what you want right mm -hmm. and so yeah <laughs> um did that answer the question? Make good trouble. Mm -hmm. It did. Cool. Yeah. And so this has been a lot of fun too. And Crown's got to go take Juno to the vet here in a few okay. minutes. So yep. <laughs> we'll ask, we have a couple more questions. For okay. You, but the first um, one, where can people go to find out more about you or um, learn about your goal setting workshops or any of those things? Yeah. I, so I am on one social media right now. I have no idea why, but Facebook kicked me off. It's silly. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I am on Instagram as at get your muscle on all one word. Um, I'm on, honestly on and off uh, posting on that. And if you do have questions about goal setting, the health toolbox idea that resonates with you, I am putting together a course based on this health toolbox idea. I would love to work with uh, individuals and small cohorts on on that. And I would also love to work with companies that care about their employees' health and wellness on that too. So um, yeah, at Get Your Muscle On is my Instagram. Uh, feel free to message me there if you have questions about uh, really any type of goal-setting coaching, mindset coaching. Uh, I'm happy to support fitness-wise as well and or help you find what will work best for you for fitness. Uh, yeah, I love doing workshops. If anybody out there uh, has a group that is interested in having a workshop, I, I, do, I do them virtually as well, so. Well, and last question. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog snoring. Oh, you're <laughs> good below me. I've been on mute here for a little while, but uh, yeah. How would you recommend our listeners go about starting their own pirate journeys? Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest acts of rebellion is in these, this day and age is to know yourself. Um, and that takes work. I'll tell you what, that takes work. Yeah, I mean, perhaps you two can attest to that. <laughs> it just takes work to know yourself mm -hmm. and know that the things that you are doing are what's right for you. So it, like, take the time to know who you are first 
And again, it, as far as like specifics on that, ask for help because I mean, whether that's therapy or coaching or uh, taking a small action of uh, of reflection in some way, shape or form, I mean, whatever form of self-evaluation can tell you more, like whatever form of self-evaluation um, works for you, do it. Because the more you know yourself, the more you'll feel empowered to go do things and get things done the way you want to. Um, and uh, that being said, the the journey, the pirate, <laughs> the piracy of finding yourself is not always like you can do it with the help of other people. It's not a it's not a alone journey. It's a who who knows me the best who can be objective and kind and supportive with me the best um how can i go learn more about myself in lots of different situations um and yeah learn, know yourself <laughs> that's great advice yeah this has been a great conversation thanks for coming on today my pleasure thanks for having me yeah. Great to chat with you ladies as always. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, <laughs> I was say have a great day and yeah, everybody can have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening people. Cool. <laughs> I forgot how to end a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did subscribe and share with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcast to keep up with the latest episodes, awesome guests, and bonus clips. Pop in and say hi. We love chatting with fellow pirates. You can also reach out to us to learn more about our individual and group coaching programs. And keep creating good trouble. <laughs>